What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 177th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink, what's up, dude? Man, that is a lot of episodes. Not a lot. I uh, I, I just <laughs> finished opening my Christmas present from you, which was amazing. Um, but now I'm ready to chat about... Uh, well, we, we have so much to talk about. Well, first off, if, uh, if we were a Mando type of season, this would be season 22. Of the Shattered that, Order podcast. That, that is 100% true. Yep. Good lord, that is hard to believe. Isn't it? Speaking of Mando, though, no spoilers here. So if everyone listening, don't have to worry. We're not going to give out spoilers. But holy crap, the Mando finale was amazing. That's all I have to say. Yeah, that, that uh, released today. And of course, you can head over to your podcast app and search for chosen ones and you can find our review uh coming later this weekend of course uh, about the same time <laughs> that this pod's out that should be out actually so heck yeah very exciting stuff um and then i think next week since the mandalorian's over we're going to do our recap of rise of skywalker uh on that feed as well that'll be a lot of fun um cannot wait to discuss that that movie was great too. I can't like so much good Star Wars lately. I'm loving it, and I, I, we could have easily done the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, well, actually, we couldn't because of time and kind of also why we're waiting. But we could have easily done it after seeing the first time through, just that that's how good it was and how hyped we were. But I wanted to wait to see it a second time just to see what else I see in it. Yeah. After reading reviews and Easter eggs and all that other kind of fun stuff, it's gonna be really fun to do that episode. I totally agree. So. I totally agree. So, <laughs> the other thing, if you're unaware, we have a podcast uh, listener fantasy football league. and Two of them. Two of them. Yes, we filled out yes. two leagues, which was pretty awesome. Uh, why, why, why don't you tell us who won? Because I, well, I would feel like I was gloating if I told I'll everyone say, why, who won. Why, why don't I say it so you're not tooting your own horn? All right. So in in our league number one, on its second year, uh, Wink became the champion. Woo! Uh, based on Aaron, was it Aaron Jones? 
Yeah, the win. My boy. Day. Yeah, by three yards. Literally three, three yards. yards. Yeah, I saw it was you won by point three points or something. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, who were you fighting? Mako Din. Yeah. Yes. Mako Din didn't seem too happy about those three yards. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Uh, but thanks for playing. That was a lot of fun. It, that. The, the end of that game was super intense as I'm hoping like, come on, Aaron Jones, come on, you can Just do it. Just give him the ball, <laughs> please. Uh, yes, indeed. And the winner of League Two was the team Necessary Evil. Uh, I have a feeling I know who runs that team, but I don't want to credit the wrong person. So Necessary Evil, the team, uh, the number four seed in the playoffs. Ooh. Pulled it out in the end, wow. winning League Two. So congratulations to you. Uh, Thank you. A lot you. of fun this year. I had twice the chance to win, and I I did not win it either. So congratulations wow. to me. My, this was the only league that I actually won. Yeah. Uh, dude, well, see, on the opposite side, I would have won the, I would have been a two-time champion in the uh, one of my other leagues, except Aaron Jones went off. And uh, I lost. So, ouch! I think I was up by twenty five points going into that day, or something like that. And Aaron Jones came back. I didn't think he was going to do it. I thought I was the automatic champ, and nope. Yeah, so he's been that awesome this season. More reasons for me to hate the Packers. (laughs) That's okay. You can hate the Packers all you want, buddy. You keep on <laughs> hating. They they play your Lions this weekend, actually. These are not my Lions playing this weekend. <laughs> not a single. <laughs> Kenny Galladay and uh, Kenny Galladay and Darius Slay. Those are about the only Lions on that team that are mine right now. Okay, all right. That that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right. Well, well, I guess Carry on Johnson's back, but is he really? I, I can't. Believe anyways, too much him. football. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why don't we go ahead and jump into this first topic? Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? All right. So we're going to be talking about 3v3 Grand Arena here shortly. But I want to rant about how Hmm. much I hate the fact. So you can join a territory war and then remove yourself from the territory war correct so you can yes it's it's pretty cool you cannot do that with grand arena i was sitting there waiting anxiously just i finally decided i'm pulling the trigger i'm biting the bullet i'm doing it ayla secura is going to get to gear 13 um i've talked about how i think she's a secret superstar in the uh, new territory battle, I think she's a great fill-in on so many teams. Uh, the stun on basic, uh, just a- everything that she has, she's great. So I wanted to level her up. And I'm waiting on some rewards to come out so that I can have the stuff to finish taking her up. And uh, spend some crystals. And I'm waiting on a couple, like, I think it was three stun guns I was waiting on. That was all that was between... Uh, gear el- me finishing her gear 11 and taking her to gear 13. And I went to look at something in Grand Arena and accidentally hit join. There was no way to back out. <laughs> I was already in the process Whoopsie. of moving mods around. I've got like 
probably 10 to 15 characters that are missing crucial mods because I was moving mods around to get the right mods available to go on Ayla once I was able to take her up to gear 12 and put my six dot mods on her. And it's just, it's, it's so frustrating that you can't back out and then have it relock. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a stupid It's system. weird. And what the more annoying part to me is the fact that they've talked about this already and said they had no plans to change it or work on it. If you're, so it's a bug that they made it to where your stuff locks when you when you join, rather than at the time that Grand Arena starts, right? A so, bug? I don't think it's a bug, but I think that it is a well it's a it's, change. Well, the, they did that to help prevent like some of the issues they were having. Okay, so the bug was that change. things were changing at the wrong times, and they right. did this to conquer conquer the bug right it was a solution to a bug so rather than fixing the bug Mm -hmm. they made that fix and now we're left in this other position because of that bug that you just and i I know it, it is the way it is and it's my own fault for hitting the join button but it's just an incredibly stupid system whenever it's set up this way uh Mm -hmm. so I'm going to get off this rant and be done with it because uh, it's just it's incredibly frustrating because it takes a lot of the fun out of Grand Arena whenever, you know, you have important characters missing really important mods. But anyway, can I make you, can I make you feel better? Yeah, you miss Grand Arena. I didn't so. get a, a notification that it was time to join again. Yeah. And I had on a busy work day where I was sleeping half the day and working the other half. So I haven't done Grand Arena all week on two accounts. I'll be honest, that does not make me feel any better. Yeah. Well, at least you got to play. That's my point. That is totally fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I Gear 13 to Ayla Secure took her to Relic 4. As for modding, um, I went with three health primary mods on her, six dot, uh, one potency primary, uh, two health sets, and one potency set. So this gets her to 233 speed, 100% potency, 74,000 health, and 76% crit chance. I may try to move some things around and boost her crit chance a bit more. She does have the 10% bonus from her unique, which basically effectively gets her an 86% crit chance. So there's still a 14% chance that she won't crit and stun somebody, and I don't know if that's worth risking it. Um... I'll probably see what I can do and move some things around, but she's what is fun. It that uh, Bruce Arian says, "Got risk it for the biscuit." Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. Yeah, that that is certainly true. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I would be giving up a little bit of health to do that, but I think it might be worth. Th- I think I I think it might be worth the trade off. Anyway, that's something I'm going to look at later. Um, other than that. I'm not sure that I did a whole lot other than kind of playing with some 3v3 teams and uh, having fun trying to solo teams. So both my Boba and Django are Relic 4, and I've had a lot of fun seeing if they can, you know, if they can just solo some random team. Um, I soloed a Sister team earlier today with Boba, which was a lot of fun. Um it was a team with NSA and he's able to 
you know, Hosea we can take her out, thankfully. Uh Night Sister Acolyte, but, Zombie, and who? Uh actually it was Acolyte Yeah, Acolyte Zombie and um Asajj. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Acolyte and Zombie are always kind of paired up, rightfully so. But yeah, um, that's yeah, I we'll knew talk- that was the I know those two were in there. I just didn't know who the leader was. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that a bit more. So uh th- there's one other thing I've been seriously considering doing. And I want to know if I should do it right now. Yes, Wampa should definitely go to gear thirteen. It's not Wampa, but it's close to Wampa. Well, I'm gonna tell I know what you're gonna say, and I have him gear thirteen on my alt account and absolutely love it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, the question is Bosk. So I have two other bounty hunters, Boba and Django, at Relic 4. They are my Night Sister killing team. However, Bosk does suffer a little bit in that team just because he is gear 12. Um, he's not totally maxed out. He could use a little bit more stuff. Um, not to mention, relicking him up would help me substantially in Fleet Arena, I think, because my Hound's Tooth. Oh, my houndstooth suffers. It, it's usually a first ship to go out just because it doesn't have much sustainability with him at gear 12. Should I what, do it? You, what team do you use him in? Uh, uh, I guess you use him I, in your uh, negotiator team with uh, JKA at fives. How many malevolence are on your shard out of curiosity? Not, not a ton. There's right. a couple. Well, then I wouldn't worry too much. This well. this change would probably be good on your shard then, because if you're on a shard full of malevolence, no matter what you do, it's probably not going to matter too much. Interesting. Okay. I, I he could be gear relic seven in fleet arena against my malevolence, and I would eat him for breakfast. Really? Hmm. Yeah, it's just you start getting all the assists in there, and with all the over uh, overdrive, whatever the buff that uh, malevolence gives out is, it just eats him alive now it okay, definitely lasts longer sense. but yeah the fact of the matter is geo spy makes his taunt irrelevant at the beginning of the match because oh, that force that force right. taunt is just ridiculous most of the time it's either goes to fives or it goes to jedi knight anakin so and he's taking out either one of those pretty much disassembles the team not to mention Hi, my hyena bomber at least getting uh vulture droids out where they just go to three and just start eating them alive That's oh true. yeah nice so you can hide behind ht all day long but the vulture droids are just going to eat your your health and protection until they die if that's the case all right it's great <laughs> i know sorry I, we weren't talking so, about malevolence but uh i love them <laughs> So what's your? What, you think I should do it? I think you should do it. I think I, he's I, annoying as crap at relic, high relic levels. I lose a little bit of saved up gear that I've got that might be useful on an RJT or something, but I could still crunch RJT and BB-8 to gear twelve, even by or sorry, gear thirteen, even by taking boss up. So I'm doing it literally right now. I'm pressing the button. Yes. <laughs> And it is done. Sweet release. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the other thing I did this week. I gear 13 to Bosk. 
I gave th- 13 to a few people this week, too. Ooh. Well, sorry, the last 13? two weeks, because we didn't have that, a podcast last week. That is a good point, yes. But, yeah, I last time we were we did a podcast, I was like 20 pieces away from getting Gear 13 on General Kenobi. And I finished Kenobi, and I finished Ahsoka. So, uh, that entire Galactic Republic team, at least the core four, are all Gear 13 Relic 4, meaning Padme... Kenobi, Anakin, and Ahsoka. And then uh, I've been in the background. I've been farming gear to get C-3PO to gear 13, but he hasn't been the main focus. Very so, nice. Yeah, I got them. Uh, I got Arc Trooper to seven star and actually finally started gearing someone not to get gear 13, but actually just gearing someone. So gear, Arc Troopers now gear t- 11. Gear 11? Yeah, gear 11, almost gear thir- or gear 12. I and I've been working on Watt in the background. Watt is gear nine, but now he's on a level that needs freaking Kairos, so he's probably gonna Oof. wait until I finish Arc Trooper now. But yeah, yeah, I've been working on those two. Finally got time to work on those two. So cool. Yeah, pretty stoked about it. Uh like I said, uh I'm I'm a phase four away from general gener gener Genical? Gener- generical? I have no idea what a genical is, but uh, sure. Genical Skywalker. So I just got to beat phase four. Um, but I've got three of the five relic. The rest are gear 12. Almost okay. everyone is Zeta except for uh, Magna Guard, because why would you do that? So That's yeah. a fair question. Uh, yeah, that's, so that shouldn't be too hard. It, I mean, hopefully I can get Anakin to start slapping at... Uh, Droideka and uh, not hitting him through crit immunity and giving my same a chance, but we'll see. So very nice. And then one thing I wanted to mention is not a me thing, but a we thing, and that's our guild. Uh, yes. We did Lightside GOTB, trying to figure out our strategy a little bit on that. Uh, probably missed out on a few stars through along the way, just figuring it out. But we got eleven stars. Yeah, there there were two stars that we were just basically. It was a uh, lack of a few deployments that prevented it, which was I'm not going to name names, but we could if you don't do it next time. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I, ne- next time we will either get 13 or 14, um, or at least we should, uh, you know, just even a marginal improvement on combat missions. And, you know, we're within striking distance of maybe 15 stars, you know, well, be- just mathematically. To be completely honest with this last one, I didn't know what you were going for with strategy-wise. And normally in any TB, I call out everyone for combat missions we still need done, where to deploy, those types of things. And I didn't know any of that beyond my own self. So now that I know, have a little better handle on the strategy, I'll be able to uh, nag the crap out of people that need nagging the crap out of them all the time. And hopefully we'll... Not oh, yeah. those things. We will definitely be doing more nagging next time around. No doubt about it. Um, <laughs> uh, nagging can be quite helpful in these sort of things. But, um, you know, just... I, I think the biggest thing I realized is the benefits of having one really good team just so much outweighs the benefit of having a couple teams that are pretty good. 
you know, just, you know, over four phases, if you have a team that can go for four, 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 that's 16 waves you can beat with that, you know, um, because once you get to some of those later territories, they start to get a little bit more rough, especially once you get into that third slice. And um, I think I ended up completing a total of 20 waves. Uh, there were a couple of people that I think had 22. I think I was third in our guild on waves completed. But, uh, you know, if we can get to everybody clearing, say, 12 waves which is basically just one really good team uh, for the light side, you know, that, that'll that be a couple extra stars just based on, you know, CMs. My biggest problem in the territory battle right now is that I have two, two really good teams, but the problem is both of them have one character that's only gear 12. So, like, Shakti and the clones, I have three relic clones and relic Shakti and then nothing for that fifth slot. And then the same thing goes for what? Padme because I have Padme, General Kenobi, Anakin, and Ahsoka, and no one for the fifth slot. So three PO. Well, I have him, but he's not relicked yet. So he doesn't need to be. I well, he did. He didn't need to be for me because I didn't get through those waves. So um, I, I would suspect remodding him would help because I was having the same issue as you, and I went back and completely remodded three PO. And I have not had a single issue with him dying since I remodded him. Um, I've, I I focused a lot more on health with modding him. Uh, like, I have two health primaries with a health set. And, you know, that that's really all you need is him to just kind of stay alive. Because the passive thing with the buffs is the biggest thing for him. You know, putting down confusion stuff is nice. But, I mean... Him just having health and being there is the most important thing for him to do. I would say the the um, ability cooldowns and the uh, crit hit or not crit hit immunity, but uh, the ability cooldowns and then the main assist that he does. Those are the two biggest things for him, I think. Yeah, because if you are yep. able to use those specials more often on that team. Yeah, that the Mastis is great. And you know, the big benefit I think of the Mastis is that you can call him Padme and give everybody protection up. So um, you know, I th- I think just some general remodding on some of those characters, and we just did that you know, modding stream just before the show, and uh you can of course go back and watch that. And those are two characters I focused on, you know, whenever I was looking at your team was General Kenobi and Padme. And mm-hmm. you know, General Kenobi, I think, is the probably the biggest, just because he's really the only one that gets hit that much. Um, everyone else that kind of takes an AOE for the most part. Like, you know, just getting General Kenobi, just kind of focusing on him, he can take the blunt of the damage and protect the team. Uh, it's kind of the same way with the Jedi Knight Revan team. I... I got to a point where I was suffering pretty hard, you know, in that third slice. I, I tried that combat mission and it just it didn't go well. But um, I have uh, Gear 12, uh, Hermit Yoda, Basil Sean, and Jedi Knight Revan that I use on my team. And then I have my, I think, Relic 5 Jolie and Relic 6 Grandmaster Yoda that kind of carry the team. Jolie is just 
basically impossible for them to kill quickly. So he kind of keeps bringing everybody back if you play it correctly. And the problem that gets on those layer waves is the AoE is just, they, they do so much damage that it kills Revan. And, you know, once Revan's down, I'm basically done. So by the time this next territory battle comes up, I'll probably take Revan to gear 13, depending on what we get with these Galactic Legend characters. Uh, that'll kind of determine a lot of things for me going forward. But, um... I think Jedi Knight Revan's my next piece as to, you know, finishing out a territory battle team. But um, I don't know if you saw the video. There there have been a decent number of people having success with an entirely Gear 12 RJT team using the three droids, R2, BBA, and 3PO. Did you ever get around to trying that? Uh, no, because I didn't see the video during it. The That, that, that territory battle was a terribly timed because it was on one of my long work weeks yeah so literally the entire time i was sleeping or working and then rushing to do light side territory battles so i didn't really try a lot of things or get a lot of time to do anything in that so hopefully the next one is in is more of a tuesday to friday saturday thing more so than a saturday to tuesday thing because the second one I just said is all work, and that does not work very well when you're trying out new things. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, so we will, uh, of course, be talking about that, you know, before the next territory battle comes up. Next territory battle, of course, can be dark side. So, you will have that big decision to make there, and then uh, uh, light side. You started that back. sentence with, so you will, and I assumed you were going to say, actually have fun doing territory <laughs> I, I have to admit, um, I, I don't know if it's just where of on me of playing the game for so long or what, but there are a few modes that I just find that com- even Grand Arena, I just I don't find as compelling. I just I don't find myself caring. But that light side territory battle, I enjoyed so freaking much. I, Not on day one. Uh, I was kind of pissed on day one. That that was a funny thing. Not on thing. day one. On day one, <laughs> I got zero waves. Zero waves on day one, but I still ended up getting 20. Hey, guys, remember when he said 404? Remember that? You guys hey, remember I, that? Dude, I, I, I got... I taken that bet. I got several four out of fours. Not in phase one. <laughs> not, not on... that. Okay, yeah. F- so, technically, yeah, the phases are the days... Yes, phase one I did not, but in that first slice I did get multiple. Also got some in uh, slice two, actually. So smartass. Hey, <laughs> that's me. All right. Um, well, this thing. Do let, that let's thing. Let's go ahead and go to this. Strong with us. This update is young Padawans. All right, what's up with this update? All right, so not this week, but last week when we were not podcasting, there was an update, uh, and it's got a few interesting things in it that I wanted to discuss or bring up at least. And the first one is that First Order TIE Fighter Pilot is the daily login character for January. I don't know if that means anything, but it's an interesting character to pick because, in my opinion, most people... I mean, even if they do that, I don't even know if they do that as much, but 
He seems like a character that people have geared for his ship more so than his use in a First Order team, which might change because yes. we might get bigger First Order teams and he might shine under someone else. But it's interesting that, a, that one of the fighter pilots is the login character because we've had speculation that we might be getting a capital ship. So just an idea. Do I think it's going to happen next month? Probably not, but it could be a hint towards it the next month. I don't know. But, or it could just be a character because it seems like the days of characters meaning something, it's a little harder to discern what the meaning is. That's true. It's, yeah, it's been very more, a lot more bland and not as hinty as to actually what's going on. So, oh well. Yep. Yep. So that's the one. Uh, Mod shipments update. This is something that we've, said for a long time and it actually just popped up in an update and there it was so the mod shipment update they removed four star mods from mod shipments so now it's all you get time. is five star mods so now every time that refreshes there's a pretty good chance you're going to find at least one mod that you want to get yep you know what irritates me about this though now there's more multiple you want <laughs> Well, no, the the organization of them, they seem very scattered. It's random. Like, you'll have arrows, and then something else, then more arrows, and then, you know, more pluses. Like, they used to be organized more so. Not so much now. You know what? Kind That's of bothers interesting me. Thing. Yeah, they added more, but they kind of... Made it look weird. Yeah, they did. But that's okay. Yeah. All right, so there's that. Uh, Huck's leadership and unique change. So this they did end up changing Huck's last week, and it's pretty much exactly what we thought it would be. They changed his leader ability to only gain dominance at the beginning of the match if all allies are first order. Um, And his unique is was changed to if all allies at the beginning of the ma- battle are first order... Then enemies can't gain bonus turn meter when Hux has advantage. So they basically turned him into a first order team character as opposed to the three star guild, three star gear 12 juggernaut that he was under yeah. uh, under Darth Revan before. So very disappointing. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. I think it makes sense. It makes sense, but disappointing. Because I feel like that we were about to have the same type of thing with a lot of other characters where it's like, all right, you need that three-star gear 12 Hux always ready to go. Uh, he's I just think... got one move. that he, he doesn't really need to do anything else but be in the team to make it work. I, I wish so. they would have made it just have a first order leader, not the entire team be first order. You know, at least then you could have some versatility and, you know, play around with things. But the entire team being first order just... Yeah, that would have made more sense. That's what irritates me. Not necessarily that they changed him, but the the change that they chose to go with. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So, oh well. Um, the 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 B the BLT. Oh, oh man, sounds good, don't it? The, the uh, BLT hey, wing. I, 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 do you have McAllister Delis out there in Arizona? We got Jasons. <laughs> no McAllisters. All right. Uh, familiar. All right. Any of you that have McAllisters, 
Uh, they have a BLTA sandwich that is freaking fantastic. It's got this this mayo on it. This just oh god, it's so good. Anyway, um, easy bud. The uh, <laughs> the BTL B wing B uh, the BTL B Y wing is now in the card packs and shipments. God, that is a Sally okay. sells seashells by the seashore. Sally yeah. sells seashells by the seashore. Sally sells seashells sells. Sh- we lost it on the third. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So the big thing, as we were talking about, Joex Skywalker Clash on Camino is officially back. You have not a whole lot more time, a couple more days from time that we're currently recording this to get your general Anakin Skywalker and then proceed to spend thousands upon thousands of get one to get him to gear seven. Hopefully. Um, I don't think I have enough to get him to five star at the moment. Uh, I think I'm at 20,000. Get That is definitely, well, you will unlock him at five star, so. I thought he unlocked a four for some reason. No. Definitely five. Well, that's better then. Not really, because it's the same amount. Whatever number you're thinking of is what it costs either way. So Yeah, I know it's like 70 something, <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying a four five star is better to start than a four star. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is fair. Um so all you have left is phase four. Think you'll get it? Think I'll get it? I better get it. (laughs) So I've already had a a good friend tell me today that uh, if they don't get it, there might be some problems with their Ah. want or ability to continue to play this game. And I completely understand where they're coming from. So yeah, that that's totally fair. Can't can't knock that. Um, So the. They they made a sound for Holdo and Rose when they get defeated. Yeah, I like, thought that was a weird one. So this must be purely for the. I don't know because I don't know how you would play if you were you were blind, but it seems like something that would get have some kind of cue for certain people that play the game because they might be. I think there's a f- a few of the only ones that didn't have a death sound, and if you look through the the bugs or the. Uh, changes they had there so there were some other audio cues that they added to the game so yeah there's a isn't just interesting that randomly they added death sounds for those two so i don't know i just saw that and i was like well that's odd yeah but so this is the big news that we're waiting on and like i mentioned the galactic legends hopefully you guys have seen rise of skywalker but the Galactic Legends, Ray and Kylo. Uh, people have been speculating that they were coming here pretty soon, but they announced that they will not be available this month. It'll be in a future update. Um, they said they will be revealing the requirements over time in game. We'll be making an announcement when they're ready as Galactic Legends represent some of the most notable characters in Star Wars Universe and are an exciting next step. For Here, here's something of if you want to decide to read too far into words. Okay. When have they ever released up or the requirements for a character over time? 
Usually it's well, like, here's the requirements. No, they, they didn't release them. They said revealing the requirements. Over okay, so semantics. What I'm saying is usually it's like, here's the characters you need, not anything that could be revealed over time. Unless they're going to be like, you need Ray. And then the next week they're like, you'll need Finn. Then the next week they're like, Poe. That would make no sense to me and would not be exciting or fun. Well, so I'm kind of curious people... how in-depth getting these characters are going to be. And I know me and you have talked about the idea of challenges and achievements, a lot like Darth Vader used to be when we started playing the Which game. Which would be amazing. So I'm just curious Which... if that hints at something bigger than just a legendary event where you play an event, but maybe an event as well as this or that. Here's a here's a question for you. Get one has obviously been a annoyance for epic confrontations for everyone once you finish them. That's fair. What if you got a you played an event to get a character to a certain star and then after that you had to get achievements or challenges to continue to get more shards. That'd Would that be okay. better or worse than get one? I don't know, it depends. Yeah, I I just don't know why you would need to reveal requirements over time. I don't know. So, we'll see. Uh, well, I mean, I think it'll just I I I I don't I think you're kind of looking into this, you know, more than you should be probably. I I think it's just Then why put I, over time at all? Well, because they're not going to do it all at once. Right, and what character has ever had that happen? Let let me go ahead and get to the speculation. There's been a lot of kind of flowing around the communities about these packs that they released and some of the characters that are in them. So there's a pack that had Holdo shards and Resistance Pilot shards. There was another one with... um, uh, Oh, God, why am I drawing a blank? Basically, oh, Phasma and I think First Order TIE Pilot... Uh, you've had some of these characters being put in these random packs. Um, and that could be a way in which they are revealing requirements over time in game, subtly not being obvious about it. Um, which is what people have speculated, which I totally understand. And there is a question later here in the Q&A that we'll kind of get to, um, where I'll touch on this a little bit uh, actually, I, I think I want to go ahead and touch on that question. How's that sound? From the QA? Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Because it fits right in. Um, the question came from someone in the pod chat that asked. I can't find the. I can't find the question. We will find oh, crap. it. No, I'm Here it worry. is. Joker. Do you think Galactic Legend Ray and Kylo will need the same 15 ah, characters, completely different saying. ones, or some overlap? So, I'm not sure where everybody's getting 15 characters as requirements. Possible. Um, well, actually, I, I, I do know where they're getting it. They are basically assuming because when you go and look at those characters there are 15 blank slots on there which is totally fair um but i don't know that means that those 15 all 15 
will be required. Um, it's totally possible that it will be a segment of those 15 that are required. And we could uh, see a situation where it requires a couple pilots, a couple ships, and then you need to have another team of, you know, something kind of similar to what we got from the um, Malik and uh, General Anakin event. But, uh, you know, maybe just done a little bit different, some some new mechanics or twists to kind of change things up. I would be surprised if those 15 characters were all required, unless it was like a base requirement of like, have these characters at seven star at least, or something like that. Um, something like that might not surprise me, but if they actually required all those characters to be seven star and geared, I would be pretty surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, there's definitely... Shows 15, I don't think it's going to take all 15. And a lot of those characters show a large amount because a lot of them meet their requirements. But I don't think that we're going to see something that requires every single one of them. Yeah. But it might be a, some, it might, this type of event might be one of those ones that requires certain characters as well as filling out the team with a certain faction. So you might need certain ones at the star and relic level. And then you can fill it in with whatever else you have where some are better than others, but you can try it with what you have. That's something that's not been done, really, but I don't think it's going to take it all. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully we'll find out soon. I expect we'll find out next month. I mean, or at least on one of the characters we'll find out next month. You know, doing two probably OP characters is probably difficult. Two of them is also pretty much why I don't think they're going to be I don't know. I'm still not convinced they're going to be OP characters. I still think that they're going to be really good characters that fit somewhere in the middle of all the types of events where they're not as ridiculous to get. But that's the dreamer in me. But why would you... I don't see how they could release two game-breaking kits at the same time. I I mean, they they certainly could. I mean... but it could also be a situation where we see, you know, maybe Ray is tuned a little bit more towards doing well in the territory battle and Kylo's maybe a little bit more arena based or something along those lines. But um, yeah, but then when you get, well, I guess, I guess not everyone's the same, but I would say then you le- make everyone lean one way or the other. Because I feel like if it was arena based, then 65% of the player base would be going for that one first. Yeah. As opposed to getting the choice of going after the one they actually like, the character they like. But I mean, I yeah. guess this game has never been really about what characters you like, as opposed to the ones with the kits that are ridiculous. So that's totally fair. There's that too. Yeah. It, it would be nice if they did come out and were actual counters to each other. Um, I, I don't see that happening. Like, if you're trying to make a meta of two that are both better than everything else that's out there. I could see that being a pain in the ass, um, but who knows? Not I, said the blind man. Indeed. Um, speaking of blind, there were a lot of people that weren't seeing shards in their inbox. You want to tell everybody about that? First, I want to point out that a beautiful segue. 
Thank you. I impressed myself <laughs> on that one. Uh, yes, apparently there's some people that aren't getting their Kai Automundi shards or their Watt Tambor shards for whatever reason. That would be really, really annoying. They know it's happening. They they think that they've figured out why it's happening and that it's affecting both of the characters the same way. So they're going to fix it and then retroactively give people back the shards that they've missed. Um, I would not be happy to have to wait because God knows how long that's going to take. But man, at least they know they're going to get their shards eventually. But that's crazy. I, when yeah. I first read this, I was wondering if it was an individual thing or if it was an individual thing that affected everyone. So let's say, Ooh, good let's question. say forty-five people beat it, but we only got thirty-two shards. Is that what they mean by this, or do they mean that one guy just didn't get any of the thirty-two shards? Um, that is a good question. Yeah, I have so, no idea. No idea either. It's. I mean, I kind of want it to be the first one so that I get more shards when this is fixed, but who knows which one it is. Yeah. Probably probably closer to the certain people didn't get shards, but no idea. Cool. All right. All right. Well, um, let's... Uh, you want to save this dude for next week and go right into uh, 3v3? You know what? That's probably not a bad idea because there's not... We're going to go over Resistant Hero Finn, but yeah, I think saving that for next week is probably not a bad idea. Not not terribly excited talking about it <laughs> anyway, and we could see a little bit more this week that maybe accompanies that. So let's yeah. go ahead and talk about 3v3. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> all right um all right so the i don't three if Your i'm favorite completely it is my favorite and that is why i am sad to say that i really don't have a lot of experience besides three matches over a week and a half ago that i barely remember I do remember one thing for sure. It okay. is a lot harder and more annoying this time around than it was the last time. Like some of these defense teams are giving me fits compared to what they were before. I've had less trouble this time around. I, yeah, it's the first time. The first one I fought was really rough. I think, uh, I think I had three or four teams that took two teams to beat. Uh, it was, yeah, it was just rough. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I think for me, I focused heavily on kind of doing two to three characters out of each faction for, you know, in a lot of ways for, you know, just gearing teams up in general. So that's probably, you know, made things a little bit easier than they normally would have been. Um, but uh, I've mostly enjoyed it. Um, I do kind of get tired of it at, at some point. I, you know, I'd like to see them alternating between 5v5 and 3v3, you know, within the same GAC. Um, I'll be honest, I don't, I think ships shouldn't be in a 3v3 map. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but there's, it's not changed, you know, it's a 3v3 and then you're like, here's normal ships. 
why are these here if they're normal? We're yeah. kind of doing different things here. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I wouldn't care. Like, I, I would like to see a 3v3 with ships and then a 3v3 without ships. Um, well, the good you know, news is now that I've got malevolence, I don't care if ships are there or not because I know I'm going to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, that is good. Um, so, yeah. Or maybe even change things up in 5v5 and have go back to having five starting ships. Ooh. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I'd like to see a little bit of mix up, but, um, all in all, 3v3 has been fairly fun. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of new mechanics that's really changed 3v3. I mean, you know, GBA, uh, Arc Trooper, you know, these situations where you have these kind of additional assets out there on the battlefield. And then, you know, we've had a lot of reworks and new characters and all this sort of stuff. There's so many new usable factions. And, uh, so, we want to so, talk about some well, teams that we like. All right. So, yeah, this is kind of an up. Okay. So, let me just throw this out there. For everyone that's asked me to update my 3v3 image, the first time I did it, it took me a very long time to do. The second update took me a very long time to do. The third update would also take me a very long time <laughs> to do. So,. I'm still weighing the pros and cons of taking that very long time to do on whether or not I'm going to do it. But I've got a list of things since the last one I made that I want to throw out there as ideas that might end up on an updated 3v3 picture that I make. All right. And this has to do with reworks and new characters and all the things that weren't on the last one. All right. All right. But before I go into the teams that I listed, I put down a team here that I knew that you'd want to talk about. So why don't you mention oh, that, yeah. this team first and then uh, we'll see where that goes. Um, so one team that I've been enjoying is General Kenobi with Hermit Yoda and Watt Tambor. Uh, this is pretty cool because Watt basically starts out by putting the protection recovery and auto taunt on General Kenobi. You have General Kenobi's leader ability, which gives him 30% offense or sorry, 30% health and I think 70% defense. Then you have Hermit Yoda giving the buffs to General Kenobi. So you basically, all you have to do is get through General Kenobi, but it, this team can make it hell if you don't go in the, with the right team. Um, it, it's not going to beat you, but it can certainly time you out. I've had a lot of people underestimate it. It's actually done pretty well for me on defense and you know, these aren't characters that would necessarily be using a whole lot. You know, I think Hermit Yoda and Watt kind of lose a little bit of their luster just because you're sacrificing a whole lot by putting them in a 3v3 team. So this is a way to put some of those characters in that actually does work pretty well on defense. Uh, General Kenobi, I can kind of do without, you know, on offense. And you could also sub in 3PO for Watt Tambor if you wanted to. I think Hermit Yoda's kind of necessary-ish, but... Um, you could kind of mix around with that other spot, depending on who you have. All right. Well, then I'll go right into the list that I made of the other ones. Uh, Darth, Darth Malik, Darth Revan. Is it Darth Malik? His name is Darth Malik, isn't it? I just Um, call him Malik so much. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Darth Revan, Malak, and a mixture of HK or Badstila is an idea. I saw some stuff from Azrael in the chat. 
he said two teams that he saw uh, with Darth Revan. He saw a team of Darth Revan, HK, and Sith Marauder. Another interesting one because that would yep. free up BSF and Malik for other spots. Um, I just went with a more straight up, uh, a really annoying Darth Malik uh, team with Darth Revan Malik. I think I would put HK with them uh, simply because if I didn't put HK in a team with Darth Revan, I would not use them more than like hundred percent true. Yep, so I agree. I think I'd leave Badstilla out, and then you can put her with like a Palpatine and lead team. Hell yeah, uh, that's I, what I'm talking about. Palpatine lead would be a good one. Uh, this one is probably not something you try, but I did put down here. This is where I start getting into my dregs and want to see if this would actually do anything. But a Maul Zeta Savage Badstilla team, I think, would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not recommending this. It's a more of a idea, but I hate those two Maul and Savage together anyway. Throwing Bad Silla in there, I think it would just make it even more annoying. Uh, but yeah, Emperor Palpatine, BSF, and Thrawn. Is that what you just said? That sounds nasty. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I, I like that team on offense just because you know BSF has the protection recovery. Uh, Thrawn. Gives back the protection. I, I mean, it's a team that can basically lock down anything. Get the fear out. Get the stun out. Get the get the fracture out. The other team can't move. And if you did take any damage, you have so much time to recover all your protection. It's a super easy 54 banners. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... Malik from accounting is his actual title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Malik took some accounting to get. How's that? Uh, GG B2B1 is a surprisingly really annoying uh, defense team that I used. That one caught. I think I got three, three, two, and then one with that team. But those three together were pretty, pretty good. Um, kind of leaves Magna in a weird spot. I don't think I have a spot for Magna Guard in 3v3. But, yeah, because I kind of went on another path with Separatists where I put the team of GBA, Geonosian Spy, and Sunfock. Uh, That one is a fun one. I don't know where. I think I used that on defense, too. That one was did really well on defense for me. Uh, so, um, that's kind of uh, interesting. I... I Double was take putting, all the spy for the uh, yep. offense. I, and I I like that because the other thing that Sunfuck has is the dispel. And, you know, a lot of times your buffs can be a good way to get through GBA. Um, but personally, I went with Geonosian Soldier. Maybe a little bit easier to kill uh, than Sunfuck, obviously. But harder to target and... He gains all that turn meter because basically every time there's anyone does a ability, he can gain turn meter. Plus, he does tenacity down, so he can remove the, um, you know, turn meter and stuff. So I think using Geo Soldier in for Sunfock is also a pretty viable option, which would then free Sunfack up for like a set separatist team. Yeah, the uh, I think the main reason I like Sunfock is just because of the the dispels. 
Yeah. The basic dispels. A constant dispels. But the but then I kind of put in like a a hybrid team because if you look if you remember my image, I kind of was trying to not put options down, but try to make the most teams out of your roster without over reusing characters. Um I already like a team starting with Newt and Dooku, but then you got a lot of options to pick for the third spot on that team. Uh with if you're not if you're using Sunfock, you got Geo Soldier you can pick, you got Poggle, you got Droideka, you even have Magnaguard, but I don't think you'd you would pick Magnaguard. I mean maybe you would for the taunt. Especially if you have a decently geared one for your GG team. But yep. that is a complete separatist team built out of leftovers that can be uh everybody knows Newton and Dooku are always fun together, so Yep. Uh cool. Padme, Anakin, Ahsoka is an offense team I use. I love that team. I really love the that trio there. Uh this is another one I want to ask you about because of the, the you've got two teams with oh. the five hundred first and with a shock T leader and a GAS leader. Mm-hmm. So what or which way would you go with those two? Because I've listed here shock T with either fives or Rex and Echo, and then General Skywalker with Arc Trooper or Fives or Rex. Yeah, man, I I really don't know. This is a really hard decision. So you have the benefit of them being with General Anakin Skywalker. They're a little bit more protected, um, harder to kill. But the problem is once gas goes down, you do want faster characters, I think. And I have Arc just completely modded for offense, which is nice in a way, but also not so great. Um, I I really don't know how to mix these characters up. The one benefit of uh well i guess i should say my first thoughts were drawing and skywalker with an echo and rex uh that's that's oh echo yeah because you would have rex who is awfully fast and um that would just give a lot of opportunities to call him in and of course echo can do a ton of damage because you're gonna have to use a high damage output team to take down joanne skywalker and i think that'll give time for echo to do some damage um problem is of course once once he goes down you know echo and rex are gonna be you know pretty pretty easy to take out um, well you have skywalker so what have you been doing i've been mixing it up because i i really don't know what to do to be perfectly honest i I mean i've kind of you, you know, I've got Shock T and I do have Jeremiah and Skywalker. And, you know, all my clones, those four clones, you know, Rex, Fives, Echo, Arc, I have all of them at Relic 4, 5, and I still, I, I don't really know what the hell to do with them. Because there are serious benefits on both sides. So, Fives, he, he attacks out a turn all the time. So, that sounds nice under Shock T because there's a lot of protection and health recovery. Um Echo, obviously good under Shock T because for the same reasons, he can get counter. He attacks out a turn anyway. A lot of benefits there. But for those same reasons, they can do good under Joanne and Skywalker lead. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I don't have the foggiest clue. Um, yeah, so it really boils you, down to what's the tested theory and... Where it goes. Another great point from 
chat is the idea of uh, an offense team of Shock T, Rex, and Echo against GG is just a nasty combo. Interesting. I like that. I, I mean, Rex can obviously just basically smash everything, and um, well, that Echo, Echo is amazing AOE. against droids. Yeah, yeah, that Echo AOE with the stuns and just the damage it does in general. 100% is great so no doubt about it and you know whenever you're talking about him count counter attacking the, the only thing that would kind of worry me with that team is you would need to kind of keep it uh stacked with health and protection because at some point general gravis will aoe and i you know he can absolutely wreck everything with an aoe so um that does sound pretty fun though i may have to try that uh next ga yep um, you wrote down a few more there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had a few two man options that I kind of liked a lot that I tried. Dooku and Django. I like them a lot because it starts out with Django getting the damage immunity and already having his payout, so he can absolutely just go in and wreck everything. And then, of course, you know, Dooku's pretty good. Um, he, you know, he can recover protection. Attacks out turns, stuns, that sort of stuff. Those two are awesome together. Stormtrooper Han and Wampa, also awesome together. That's um, like that's a 5v5 team for me. <laughs> so it works perfect for 3v3. Yeah, 100%. But Stormtrooper Han lead Wampa is all one of my favorite teams there is. It, now, it's I know been a lot one of, of my people... favorites forever, too. I used to use Rex with it. That's another option for Rex, too, to take down something a lot stronger. But you can use just those two for like some middling team. Uh, well, it's a great way to get points. And a counter argument for a lot of those people that are saying you're not getting all the, you're not getting all of the counter attacks from Wampa when Stormtrooper Han is taunting. Oh, the counter argument to that is gain. you're getting all the turn meter gain, which is actually better when he takes more turns because yeah. you're gaining all the offensive and he finally gets to use his second special more often. Not to mention. Mm -hmm keeping up his protection up uh getting that ability to do that more often so yep. i would ra much rather have a stormtrooper han and leading there because it gives you a little especially against high powered offense teams on defense because you might lose points if han goes below health or loses his protection and only has health or if han dies yes. you might lose a few points but the if it's keeping him alive versus those teams where he might otherwise die by himself. It's perfectly worth it to me. Yep. There are a lot of annoying teams that I think this team is great against. One of those annoying teams that I think it would be pretty good against, but I do still think is a really good defensive team, that would be L3, Zalbar, and Vandor Chewie. This team can be bloody annoying because you have two taunters who taunt all the time, who are incredibly annoying, and Vandor Chewie, who can revive both of them if something were to happen. So you basically have two taunters you have to get around to damage Chewie enough to get rid of Paired so he doesn't revive the guy he just killed. Just annoying as all hell. Yeah. Uh, that is a interesting... Vandor Chewie's the leader in that team, isn't he? Yeah, um, it doesn't matter. I don't think any of them have leader abilities. I, I think I've had L3 in there in the lead spot, but I, I think Chewie is the leader. I'm pretty positive he has some kind of defense uh, does minded he? Uh, leader. He ability. does not. He doesn't? Nope. None of them have a leader ability. Well, then. I guess I've just always seen him. 
in the leader ability in the leader spot and assumed that's interesting yeah. for sure funny how a team with no leader ability can be that annoying yeah that's a hundred percent true it and and boy is it <laughs> um there is another team that I really like a lot that I am planning to well that I was planning to do this last time but I didn't get to and that's going to be Bastila Sean with Ezra and Ayla Secura. So with my Ayla now with how much health she has, that's going to be she's going to be very difficult to stun, which means when you hit her, she's going to be counterattacking. I think that team could be an annoying team to deal with if you go in underestimate it and don't play it correctly. Plus it's going to be kind of a rare team. I don't think most people will be playing it, so um I, I like that a lot. But I think there's one other discussion we desperately need to have. Okay. What do you got? Night Sisters. Oh, so you're wondering if there's changes from the original graphic? Yes. What 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 are you thinking? Let me bring it up. Let me bring up the old image here on the stream. So people can see it. All right. Uh that'll probably get cut off, but I'm okay with that. We can fix that real quick, like, or not. I'm on the wrong thing, and we're good. Okay, so on the original, what did you disappear for? There you are. So on the original, for Night Sisters, you had Talzin, Daka, Spirit, and Initiate, not initiate. Acolyte, zombie, Assange. And I think that's where I lead or land. I think. I'm not 100% for sure. Um, I think. Uh, I think these teams are pretty versatile. But here's one thing that I did come up with and try. And it did have a defend, actually. Okay. A DACA lead. With Night Sister Acolyte and Zombie. I think Night Sister Acolyte, if you're using her, she almost has to be paired with Zombie. Uh, just so that she can kind of hide behind stealth. But the benefit of Daka is that she has that plus 50% health. And Acolyte has that really annoying ability of recovering 40% health on a critical hit. So this can allow her to basically recover back to 100% health. Every time she used an ability. So you get to a point where you would actually need a really strong AoE to be able to take her out. So I I think that that is kind of interesting. The only problem what is the whole team? Is it would be Daka Lead, Night Sister Acolyte, and Zombie. Okay, gotcha. Which um, is definitely an interesting one because it doesn't really... It only serves to make the other team stronger because now you're putting Asajj with uh... right so that is a side benefit of this so I think this is the best team comp for Acolyte just because she does have all the extra health and it if modded for health it, it would make her very difficult to kill on an AoE mm-hmm. but like you said that also gives um 
Asajj, Mother Talzin, and uh, Spirit together on the same team. But I think if you're doing that, you probably have to go Mother Talzin lead because you need some sort of revive mechanic there. Um, you, not having Daka, there's no way to revive, and I think that could be a problem. What do you think? Yeah, when I originally thought about it after the fact, not having Daka on a team without a tank... You, you'd have to run a Talzin lead to get the revives at that point. Yeah. So that would be interesting. So I'm so not sure it's worth the trade-off, but I do think it is interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of options there. I mean, and I don't think a lot of them are bad, so... Just got to make sure you have certain characters geared like... Uh, for me, I don't have Acolyte uh, geared, so I can't even use the team I recommend. I don't have Spirit geared, so mine end up having to have Talia in there, and it's not half as effective with Talia. She's usually the one left out. So Yeah, that's fair. No. I would like to be able to put another health primary on um, my Acolyte and kind of get her health a little bit higher. I just... I don't have the mods to do it, so I do not. Yep. I got you, man. Well, we're halfway through 3v3. I had to ask someone today because I was afraid that I had already missed signing up for the third phase of Grand Arena. So tomorrow, around noonish or whatever it is, I will remember to join round three. Because there is a lot of... I will hope that I remember to join round three tomorrow we will afternoon. See. I'm going to cool. ask Wink to remind me so that I have him as an excuse if I forget. Uh, I like it. Actually, <laughs> I hate it, but that's okay. I hate it. <laughs> All right. Well, we did ask for some questions to answer uh, for tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't get a question or didn't know there was an option to do that... You can always call our phone number and leave a voicemail at 480-442-0112. Voicemail, audio, voicemails always get priority on our question and answers. Uh, But you can also add them to the Q&A channel on Discord. And uh, we will answer them probably more questions next week. So if you didn't get it in today, because we announced it today and put it up today... Uh, you have another week and then we'll answer some of those other questions next week. So why don't we get to the ones that were asked today? All right. We have one audio question as well. So we'll start with that one. Oops. Will we though? Hey guys. Good old Maurice here. Big fan of the show. Hope you guys are doing well. I got a question for you. Just curious. Which resistance character do you think Banana Republic Finn replaces? Thank you. <laughs> Banana I, Republic Finn? That's, that's a I, good name. I think that is a great name, Gom. I, um, it's actually the perfect name because, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's looking at his character model and that's quite fitting. Um, so what resistance character do I think he replaces? I think the problem with Resistance is there are so many options. Um, obviously, RJT's leader, BB-8, has to be there. 
R2 and 3PO are great, but I think they're a little bit better on other teams. But I'll be honest, man. My RJT is basically worthless if I don't have R2 on. I was about to say, I can never replace R2 because he's he's the one that gets things started for the team for me. Yeah. He seems... Overall, he could be replaced and be the weakest link. But the fact of the matter on most battles I do is that R2-D2 goes first. And using his AoE to get um, exposes out under RJT is what feeds the rest of the team to go before my enemies. And so taking him out gets really hard. My first instinct on my normal resistance team, because my normal resistance team is BB-8 or RJT lead, BB-8, R2, resistance trooper, and Finn. I almost would think to take out resistance trooper for a double Finn because Regular Finn is a offensive machine once he's rolling. Plus, he has the stun, which I love. And he's also able to heal if needed. And then on top of that, the new resistance Finn is also a big damage dealer, which who does a lot of other things that I can't remember at the moment because we didn't go over his kit. But uh, I know that he did do a lot of damage when I played with him in the marquee event. I feel like he could probably take out resistance trooper. The only thing I'm really starting to miss then at that point is the, is the, uh, dispel from resistance trooper special. And I don't know where you make that up besides RJT's, you know, Jedi hand wave. So here's where I, so if we agree, RJT BB eight R two are the essential core to this team. And we're throwing in uh, Banana Republic Finn. I would actually keep Resistance Trooper in there over the other Finn for this reason. This would allow RJT to constantly taunt when uh, he does his rally ability. It would then call in Resistance Trooper. Um, Hopefully you guys are familiar with his kit since he's already put in game. Um, Because... Tanks will taunt and gain critical hit immunity. If you use the other Finn, he would then be taunting. And I don't particularly want him getting hit. I want him being like an attacker. So I think I'd rather have uh, Resistance Trooper be able to get called in and do some damage. And um, Yeah, that's where not remembering the kit fully comes in. Because then it would be a toss-up between... Or do you choose which tank gets to taunt? Because if you didn't get to choose it, it would be either they, RJT or Finn. All tanks get the taunt. So tanks get the taunt and support characters like R2 and uh, BB-8 uh, restore 15% health and protection to all allies. Can I go off topic for a quick second? Because this yeah, sure. saying all taunts tank reminded me of something that I always find hilarious. And that's if you do like an AOE against a team that has a lot of counterattacks. If you have two people taunting, it's so funny sometimes to watch half the team attack the one tank and the others jump on the other yes. side and attack the other one. That always it's makes very me random. I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, that I'm is like, where are you going? Oh, he's taunting too. I guess. <laughs> um. So the other thing is the counter chance. Uh, all resistance allies have the hundred percent counter chance, while. Uh, Banana Republic Finn is inspired. And I think having all that counter chance 
that's just more opportunities for Expose, for Expose. to then feed Resistance Trooper even further. Well, so yeah, I think and, Res- and then on top Resistance- of that, every time he res- every time he counters, more than likely he's going to add an Expose anyway. Yep. His basic is great under RGT just for the simple fact that he can it's double nasty. Expose. Yep. He's absolutely awesome. And, you know, if he does that, I mean, he's gaining crazy turn meter, so... Uh, I mean, he could basically be going constantly on this team. I, I think I love Resistance Trooper with it. Um, I think you've talked me into that. Cool. Because you're basically switching out one fin for the other, both doing very similar things as far as damage goes, but one offering you a lot more than the other than just a cramping damage and a stun. Now, there are exceptions. If you're, like, facing Nest or something, you'll probably want Finn because of the stacking damage to where you can eventually just nuke somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think under most scenarios, Resistance Trooper would be the one that I would prefer. And there are plenty of bounty hunters with Nest teams out there. Oh, are there? Yes, that <laughs> is certainly true. All right, what is this first question written into Discord? All right, I got it up on the stream so you can all see it. But the first question is from Ski Trooper. Padme seems to like. Padme seems to like. I'm reading it wrong already. She does. Padme seems like the most effective uh, general General Skywalker counter. Do you agree with this assessment? And if so, what five do you prefer? Modding tips always appreciated. Well, I'm gonna let uh, you I answer think, this one. I'll be I back. think for General Skywalker counter with Padme, um, I, I like. I have mixed feelings on having 3PO in there because it kind of, I I think it depends on how well you can make this team work. Padme, uh, Ahsoka Tano, General, or sorry, uh, Jedi Knight Anakin and Kenobi, I think are required basically. Um, 3PO is nice, but he gives out so many buffs that you can't get to a point where you're just stacking damage like crazy on the other team. So Grandmaster Yoda is obviously a really good option, and I think that is probably the most effective, widely considered counter. And I think that's a great way to go. The benefit here is his character you can make incredibly fast. The thing that I hate about this is you have to remod him from the way you would standardly mod him under a Jedi Knight Revan team where it's entirely based on offense. So if you were to do this team, I would make General Kenobi the same as he would be on any standard Padme team, just absolutely loaded with health. Padme would be much different. She would not need to be slow. You'd want actually want her quite a bit faster so that she can recycle her abilities and get more protection up out. You will kind of want more speed on everybody in general, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Speed becomes much more important just because you're not kind of waiting on things to happen. You want to get people, you know, um, you want to get the damage out before they have an opportunity to get rid of your protection up because this team has, of course, characters like Echo that can just kind of get rid of your buffs and you don't want that to happen, obviously. Plus, team does a lot of damage anyway, and they're going to be eating through all that protection up. So, I would focus a little bit more on speed than you would on a standard Darth Revan Malak counter. And make... um, Anakin would stay about the same. So, Katana, 
speed up maybe a little bit. You could probably kind of leave her primarily offense and health based just because she gets called in all the time. And then Grandmaster Yoda, of course, being fast, you have the foresight, which will help prevent some of that pup from getting dispelled, which, which is obviously pretty beneficial. And then, you know, of course, General Kenobi. I think you're going to want him slow just because all of his abilities will create situations where you are then stacking more buffs on yourself, giving the opposing team even more damage output. Um, so just mitigate that and let him hang out with his protection up and just take some smackings. And uh, that's kind of what I would suggest. You got some Midwestern sayings there, some smackings. Some smackings, yeah. No, I, I, we don't use that one over smackins. here on the West Coast. <laughs> But I like it. Maybe I should start it. Don't make yeah. me s- lay down the smackins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch out for them smackins. I tell you. <laughs> I, I tell you what. You get you start getting too many buffs. Yeah. Uh, ga- gas will lay down the smackins. He's gonna Stinks. come in smackins your world. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's move on to Stardog 89s question. Do you think 5's unique ability is working as intended in 3v3 since he is technically not in the 5th spot? Um, I don't think it's working as intended in 5v5. So, do I think it's working as intended in 3v3? Probably not. I think that it is if he's in the last spot. Um, from what I've been able to tell. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I, here's, I could here's be the, talked in either way, to be perfectly honest. There are two options, and this is all the only way to look at this question. There are two options. Either it doesn't work at all because there's no fifth spot, or it works and he's in the third spot. So my advice is to never have him out of that th- third slot in 3v3, just in case. Yes, that's, that's obviously, I mean, the... Su- suggestion here is just make sure he's in the last spot. Um, well, but my friends do call me Captain Obvious, so I just had to say it. That is fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would just not risk it, but uh, there is no is biscuit nice for risk-getting. Risk-getting? <laughs> risk-getting? If, if, you see a, if you see a Zeta 5s who's in the two slot, I would take advantage of that and go kill whoever the other guy Attack is. Attack with two C's. Can. That's all I'm saying. What? It's a meme, dude. Come on. Oh, I don't mean. <laughs> I, I I know Darehai does though. So why don't we go to his question? Do you think they will put Cam shards in a second location, such as Galactic Bounties or a personal raid, or do I just not get him until 2022? The, the, the answer to this is obviously you just have to wait until 2022. Yeah, this is. I mean, if we continue to get one shard per TB, that's what, 150 months? 145 months? All right. So that's way uh, longer actually, than 2022. I don't know. I. I'm actually kind of mixed on this. I wouldn't be too terribly surprised if maybe they start putting some of shards in like the, one of these new raids that they're talking about or something along those lines. Um, I would definitely be surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised if we all start beating it more readily as we continue to work these characters, because I don't feel, I mean, our guy, the guy that beat it for us, uh, Shinktaro, 
Shout out, Squeaks. He had all Relic 7 on his characters. So, and he beat it with a sliver of health left on who? Echo? <laughs> uh, Rex, I thought. It was either Echo or Rex. So he I, barely sure. beat it with a sliver. Yeah. But I think that was just the way he was yeah. doing it. And I think he has a better idea of what to do better next time. And mm-hmm. as long as he keeps recording it, once I get to my Relic 7, I'll have a better idea at that point. And I think a lot of us will be able to beat it when we're in that we're in that situation. Now, I don't know how many people out there are fully devoted to getting theirs to all to Relic 7 at this very moment, but that is definitely yep. seemingly what you need to get those cam shards. So. That is true. I don't mind having any of them at Relic 7. It shouldn't take too terribly much besides signal data for me because freaking signal data but all mine all mine but arc trooper are relic four right now so it won't take me too terribly long to get there and i think that's beyond gearing arc trooper watt tambor and general skywalker once i get him i think that's going to be my main focus is getting those guys up yeah for sure and i like uh, for me, it's Shock T. I need to get her to gear 13. Um, she's at gear 12, and she just she dies instantly, basically. So she's kind of worthless. Yep. All right. Uh, Randy Marsh. How can I find the god mons everyone else has? I never get my speed secondaries to proc. I think I have one plus 20 plus speed secondary. I'm trying to do the uh, general, general Skywalker event, and I've grown got stronger tunes than the videos i've watched but i can't match their speed so i can't beat anything first off i want to say this as far as phase two went in the general skywalker event i feel like health having a few of them relict is a good start including most importantly in my opinion general skywalker not general skywalker general uh kenobi to stay because he's getting rattled the entire time in that phase two. But I was able to beat it working on a kill order and strategy that was given to me based on speed, but I didn't change the speed on my characters, and I have very bad speed on my characters. So I think the main thing, at least as far as phase two goes in that event, uh, you want Padme stunning General Grievous over and over by using C-3PO and getting his buff on giving his buff to Padme and having Shakti call in C-3PO with her assist ability to bring down cooldowns and everyone always being able to use their specials. And the event becomes very easy. I say very easy, and I know people are going to get frustrated with that, but it became very easy because everyone stayed alive and we beat him while he was stunned constantly in Enrage and he never got a turn. And it wasn't a speed-based thing. It was a strategy-based thing. So I think it all boils down to whether you can get... What's, what's, what is C-3PO's buff called? The buff is translation. So if you can get three buffs to translation on Shakti and Padme at the end, you're going to be able to constantly stun General Grievous and whittle him down to the point where you can just kill him before he's able to kill any of your guys. And that wasn't a speed-based thing for me. So 
that's the part of the general Skywalker event, at least in one of the two phases. I haven't beat the other one yet. I haven't really even played it too much because of the mod stream, but I feel like it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have God mods on those characters. But as for the question of how can I find God mods, I've been playing since the game came out and I have zero 20 speed secondaries. Despite... And, just, and, just to be clear, you also have a billion slicing material. Yes, but here's the thing. And this is the only way... This is when I slice. I slice when I have a blue with a good chunk of speed on it. So anytime I've ever sliced, it has been all of my decent blue and purple mods or green mods that have speed on them. That's when I slice. That was always the most important thing. That was the only time I ever sliced. I've done a lot of speed slicing. Not Maybe not so much anything other stat-wise, but speed mod, I have sliced a ton. Like, that's literally all I've ever done is slice speed mods, and I don't get them either. So I understand the frustration, but it's not something that's easy, I guess. I don't know. All right, so I have a little bit different thoughts on some of this. So, one, I think people worry way too much about speed. Um Yes, speed is important and is good to have. So I'm going to answer this in two parts. Um, first part being, I don't think speed's all that important. I think you should be looking for other stats because if you're not hitting speed, you're hitting other stuff. And especially here with gear 13, you need to be looking at characters that you do have at gear 13, your best characters, and finding ways to make them useful without heavy speed. There are a ton of characters that just that need other things that need lots of offense because they attack a lot that need a lot of health because they're in a health based team. You have so, so, so many options. There are a lot of other good secondaries as well. Percent health, really good secondary, uh, both offenses, extremely good secondaries, crit chance, very good secondary. All of those are extremely good and great to have. And so I would start looking for mods that have some of those other really good secondaries rather than just strictly looking at speed. Now, as for your question about just finding, getting mods with better speed, slice more mods. Um, start looking for mods. I know people act like 20 plus is the holy grail, which, yeah, it's obviously fantastic. But... <laughs> Honestly, 10 plus dude, is my a, holy grail. A hundred per, dude, 10, 10 plus is awesome. 13 to 15 is freaking amazing. Um, to me, that's the sweet spot. Like, I would rather have mods with 10 to 15 speed that also have other good secondaries on that them. Just proc some offense or proc some health exactly. or proc anything to get a and, little bit extra there. The, there are times, obviously, where speed is more beneficial. There are some characters where you flat out need speed on them. No doubt about it. I'm not disagreeing at all there. Um, nor am I trying to say it's not true or anything. But if you want to increase the speed secondaries, you need to be blowing your slicing materials. You need to be farming slicing materials. You need to be looking at all these mods, that all these blue mods. Take all your blue mods or level one that you get from all these events that you get constantly. Take them to level six. Then... See which ones have speed on them. Start taking them up. Um, go back and watch the stream that I just did on Goodnight Punk's account. And kind of the process that I follow. If 
it's blue and it's got eight speed or higher, I'm slicing it. If it's purple and it's got 10 speed or higher, I'm slicing it. If it's green, it's got four or higher speed, I'm slicing it. I want to get to double digit speed. I want to get two or three procs on it. That's my goal. Like a, a health primary, a six dot health primary with 10 speed is a damn good mod. I would love to have one of those for so many characters. I just, I don't have enough of those. I love them. So I would say quit focusing so much on speed. Look more at the primary. Get a good primary with some nice speed and start modding characters more than just strictly based on speed. And of course, the more opportunities you take, the more you'll hit. Um, you know, you want more more at-bats, um, to use a baseball analogy. You want as many opportunities as you can get. Um, you know, get mods, slice them up, buy mods from the mod store. If you find mod with uh, secondary speed, buy it. It may not hit, but... Um, you know, if it's a mod you already have a decent number of, try to find something that has two or three good stats. I I, I bought a mod earlier today that had um, speed, offense, percent, and health percent. There was no way I'm going to lose with that mod. Even if, even if speed doesn't hit once, that mod will be used on someone. So, uh, I would just say, you know, look for more than just speed. I'm going to throw this out there too as well, just because... I didn't really get to play the general Skywalker event last time. If you have the characters geared for the event, and that's a big if, I'm just throwing that that's out there. True. As far as phase two goes, I haven't really played a lot of phase four, so this opinion might drastically change. But I had a lot of fun knowing what the strategy was to beat phase two and playing it. Uh, it, it was it was actually fun for me. So Yeah. Now... Once again, I'm playing this much like Padme on the second go-round, but I don't think a lot has changed as far as this event compared to Padme because we didn't have reworks. But I don't know. I enjoyed playing it. I mean, I guess I just like hard things. Somebody, That's don't, what she don't said. Don't clip that. <laughs> All right, next question. What do you got from Matt Reed? Oh, that's definitely getting clipped. Um, clip it. Never mind. Um, all right. <laughs> Matt Reagan asks, what do you think about CG not giving any gift to the players for Christmas? Every other game I play, including uh, Marvel Strike Force, gave the players something. All we got were some horrible offers. I don't care. They did give us something. They gave us General Anakin Skywalker back early. Which is um, an anti-gift to some and a gift to others. So, um, I just, th- they also brought back a lot of the assault battles, um, the assault battles, some Omega events. There were so many freaking events the last few like last five days have been ridiculous event wise. Yep, I- I've stocked up on a lot of shard shop currency and stuff because of those events. So they didn't necessarily send anything to the inbox. But they did give us a gift in some ways by yeah. giving us some of those events that we can then use for resources that we want to use them for. So I kind of disagree with your point to some degree, but I don't really play any other games, so I'm not sure what other games gave out. You know, um, maybe it wasn't balanced with 
what some of the other games did. And of I mean, course, I, I okay, so if they would have sent something in, if you, but they did also just send a big, huge care package last month for the one year anniversary or the four year anniversary of the game. Year anniversary. So yeah, or three or whatever. I, so if you listen for a while, you realize that I picked up Marvel Strike Force this year, and I've been playing that every day. And they did give out some really, really good stuff for Christmas time. Um, and it would have been a, would have been nice for that to have been the same in Galaxy of Heroes. But I just look at it as all extra on top in that game. I mean, it would have been nice in this game, but I didn't expect anything. Because I don't think we've gotten anything really crazy for Christmas ever in this game. So I guess I didn't yeah. expect anything. I mean, I think we got a portrait one year or last year. I mean, there are a few small things, but I don't think we have ever gotten anything big for Christmas. Yeah. And a lot of times around Christmas, a movie has come out and they've been focused on that than rather than uh, Christmas stuff. So I don't know. I just didn't expect anything. So I yeah. wasn't upset that I didn't get anything. It is, it is interesting that a lot of other games I do play did give out Christmas things like so Destiny has all entire Christmas event that goes on for three weeks. You know, Marvel Strike Force had login bonuses for about a week. Really good ones. Um, Brawl Stars, which I play, has a, had a lot of uh, good skins and stuff that were really... They weren't even like gifts. They were on sale, so it's kind of like a pack. I mean, I, I've, I've had both sides of the equation in the games I play um, during Christmas, so... I don't think it was much different yeah. than anyone else. All right. Uh, Ron Bunyan asked, do you think the Baby Yoda should have got his own set of Beskar armor? I think you should listen to the Chosen Ones podcast for the answer to that one. I think I agree. Because I am not spoiling about anything that. about that. or not. Well, not that specifically, because that question doesn't really have I, any spoiler this- in it, but... If we want to talk talking about, about Baby Yoda is not a spoiler at this point. Um, yeah. If you use the internet, you're aware. So I don't. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you're not aware right, of Baby so, Yoda is a thing at this point, even without watching it, it I would be surprised. Yeah, that is fair. Tesh has a interesting question specifically for Dan. Specifically, he tried to retcon one of my children. <laughs> <laughs> So the the original question is, do the twins get the same exact presents for Christmas? Well, I have triplets, so the question still stands, but he tried to take away one of my kids. <laughs> um, do the triplets get the same presents? No. Um, they're all different personalities, so they all get different things. The thing is, we all know they're, they're going to share them anyway, so they pretty much all get presents, and then they all share them. So it's like they all get so I guess it's kind of like they all get the same presents because literally all of them, it all gets meshed into one big lump of presents and they all play with it. So, but individually they don't get the same presents. And, uh, gotcha. next part of his question or just, yeah, actually real life. My brother's wife just had twins. What are some things that annoy you that other people do relating to your twins triplets guy? Come on, Tesh. <laughs> but they don't really do it anymore. But this has been the most annoying thing having triplets. And that is when you take them out. We used to have this stroller that had three 
three spots in it. So I, you put three baby carriers in it. The same baby carriers you put in your car, you were able to put into the stroller, and they just kind of sat three straight in the stroller, and you pushed it around. Well, the biggest annoying thing to me is that I don't understand what goes through people's minds when they do this. Strangers coming up to my children and touching them, especially touching their faces, drives me okay, freaking that's, crazy. That's not just twin-related. Um, that's all so kids, our, but yeah, that is the biggest thing that bugged me. Well, uh, funny story, not, not too long ago, uh, for Christmas, me and, uh, sultry female and one of our friends, uh, went out and our friend, they just had a baby a month or two ago and we go to a restaurant and somebody's like, oh, your baby's so cute and like getting all close and like, we're, we're, we're just standing there like, is she, like, is she trying to touch the baby? And like, I. I'm getting antsy over, you know, somebody getting close to my friend's kid. I'm like, like you need, you need to back up off the baby, like, like lady. Like, you don't know me. I, you don't know my children. I don't. I don't know what get it. I don't know what disease you carry. Please do it's, not touch my baby's face. It just it freaking baffles me beyond belief. I just. I guess the 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 triplet part of it was that when you're pushing around a stroller filled with three tiny babies, it always attracts attention. So it seemingly happened a lot more often than it ever did with my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter. Like That's no fair. one ever came up to that. us when it was just one kid, but pushing three in a yeah. row, everyone always wanted to see what was going on. It was just I don't know. Anyways, yep. All right, so we have three more questions. We're gonna knock out real quick. Star Dog asks. Would you well on the character if the Mandalorian came to the game? As a small dolphin that is never well on a character, I would. Um, I would be awfully tempted. Here's the thing. What synergy does he have? And how good is he? Well, that, that kind of depends. Because if he had baby Gizmo, as we like to call him, synergy... I, I, I would wail on that little guy. I would wail on both of like, those, yes. I would wail hardcore. Like the new wi- the new wigs, Baby Yoda and Mandalorian. Yeah, like that, yeah. Yep, they'd, they, they'd have put me in SeaWorld. Um, <laughs> and the, I think Sultry Female would be okay with it, actually. Yeah, you could probably um, sell that one. Uh, Shannon Tate asks, who will be better, um, Galactic Legend, Ray or Kylo? What do you think? I like this. I, I I like to subscribe to that theory someone put in chat earlier that um, that one will be good in one type of mode and the other in another mode. So I think I think they'll be better than each other in different spots. That's my guess. Um, I I think I am going to say that. I'm going to say that Kylo is going to be the better character because I have more First Order Relic. So you want him to be the better character. <laughs> That's another way of putting it, perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 either way, um, I, I think Ray will probably be more beneficial to your roster um, just because I think there are more... Resistance characters that don't really have a home. Um, First Order, I think they have a lot more options for leader abilities. So I, I think 
Galactic Legend Ray is just desperately needed. I agree. All right. The final question comes from Joker. What's the best counter in 3v3 to a Darth Revan team with or without Malak? Mirror match isn't an option because his Darth Revan is still undergeared. Um, I'm going to say this. I think that the best counter, even if undergeared, would be an undergeared Darth Revan team. Uh, reason being because I tried that and it actually worked pretty well. I, I was very happy with those results. Went much better than I expected. Um, might be difficult to take out initially. 3v3, so 3v3 works as a nerf to General Anakin Skywalker and a buff to Malak just because it's hard to fit enough characters on a team that can reliably kill a Malak. So, I don't understand why everybody with 7-star Malak just doesn't put him on defense. I, I, I see General Anakin Skywalker on defense a lot. He is, like, I'm sorry, that's just... It's nowhere near as good as Malak is. Uh, I, I guess the difference is it's very difficult to get points with Jordan and Skywalker, whereas a Malak team, you can get full banners, you know, without too much effort. Um, but as for countering it, I don't really have a great solution. I would probably try Thrawn. Thrawn might be a pretty good solution. Um you know, these smaller matches, he can carry a little bit more of the load, I think. But um, I, I kind of like going mirror match because some of the other things that I tried just mm, didn't go well. Didn't go well at all. It's kind of sad because my biggest counter in a Grand Arena to Darth Revan and Malak has been the GG nuke team. But that does—that's not a thing, as far as I know, for three v three. So, yeah, I'm I'm mirror matching that all day long. Yep, that is to totally true. Um, I I, I do I I hate Malik in three v three. It's just not something I particularly want to deal with. Give me Relic Seven, Joe Anakin all day long over Malik. Um, I, I'd much rather take my chances with that. Um, yep. Oof. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, no thanks. Good luck. Do not All like. Right. Do not like. Well, is there anything else that we have to mention? We have to mention that if you enjoy this show and you enjoy the conversation and chat, there's a place where you can chat all week long if you go to discord.me slash We'll drop you in our Discord and we have a lot of fun in there. All week, a lot, a lot of talk about Swaga, a lot of talk about a lot of different things. Mando has been a very big topic recently, as well as Episode 9, all in their own channels, of course, so you don't have to worry about spoilers. But uh, there's a lot of fun conversations going on on Discord right now, so go check that out if you have never been to ours. Um, yeah, that's the biggest thing. And then there's then it's just other little small things like support for the show you know if you like the show there are ways to support us you can go to discord discord i'm still on the discord thing you can go to patreon.com slash shattered order there are a lot of different options for you there 
as well as Twitch Prime subs on Twitch always help us out. Both of those are great ways to help us to continue to expand this podcast because without your support, we wouldn't be able to have started our Chosen's One podcast where we are now expanding outside of Swaga into the bigger Star Wars world and really enjoying that on top of doing this show. So for sure, we thank you for all that support. And if you have any that you would like to give to us, we will always take it. But of course... All, everyone that listens and doesn't do either of those things, just listening to us supports us, as well as leaving reviews on iTunes and Spotify and all the places where you can review our podcasts. Those help as well for other people to find us. So I just want to say again, like I always like to, thanks to this community for making this game what it is. We appreciate every single one of you that listen to this show and hang out with mm-hmm. us on Discord and make this fun for us, even when the game sometimes seemingly isn't fun. You are the guys that keep, I can speak for myself, me going in the game. So I appreciate you guys. No doubt about it. All right, Wink, is that it? We got anything else for this week? I think that covers it. All right, everybody. We will see you next week for episode 178. And I haven't discussed it with Wink yet, but I want to say this. I am thinking, talking about New Year resolutions. What do we want? What do we want to accomplish this year? What are the types of things in this game for the new year that we just really would like to see? I think that is probably something we will cover next week. Uh, so look out for that. Oh, I, I don't want to talk about how I'm going to be looking for uh, <laughs> SWGOHA meetings. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's something uh, that uh, I think we can all get in on. All right, everyone, we will talk to you next week. Later. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round.